Johnny's yeah, so, thinking from a cop standpoint, there's some shit going down. Yeah, you don't want to give away <laughs> your position. Shall, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. so that makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. Really so good. it covers your it covers your mouth, and he's just like, "Good, I like that. That works good." So we're not in again. So since we're play testing, we're not in frames. So like, if we were in combat and you roll on the shock table, your paralysis would go for you know from frame for, from frame to frame to frame, and you know you would have to do something else, um, you know, as an action to, to break out of that. Now, since we're not in action frames, I'm not really sure and I'll have to work on how that plays itself out. So if, you know, so, you know, if, if we were in like a gunfight right now and someone was hiding behind the door shooting at us and I froze, um, then, yeah, that makes sense that I would have to do some other action to get out of it. But if we're not in combat, just narratively, I would think that if I was frozen and I shouted out and then Johnny came over and, you know, said, you know, don't, don't let anyone else know we're here. Yeah, the happened. <laughs> exactly. So I think that would be the trigger for me to then break out of that paralysis. Right. If he comes over and puts his hand over my mouth and talks mm-hmm. to me, that makes sense as being the trigger to go on to the next thing. As you said, yeah. if it was in combat, then it would be, OK, I've got to do something to break out of it. But I think Johnny would be the one to break Arthur out of that since it's not like a combat situation. I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah. You know, he, he comes in and it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> kind of like pulls you away. Don't give us up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what we're going to say is um, you guys, you both see it. There's coins on the floor and I'm going to, I'm going to say uh, Johnny with your, your yes. And uh, you not only see the coin, but you're pretty sure it's solid gold and they're, you know, bigger coins you know, it's not like a quarter size piece they're they're bigger and thicker than that okay so so immediately he will pick one up and study it to see if there's like any markings or any like is there blood on it uh the scenario doesn't say i'm gonna say no okay uh, but what i want you to do uh so on one side of the coin appears to be an obelisk of some sort uh the other is covered in strange sig- sigils and disturbing designs. So why don't you give me that occult role that you have? Sweet. I like that because that's exactly what I was going to ask. You've got an <laughs> occult role. Oh. <laughs> How did I realize that guy had a cult? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because you're not playing them, sucker. All right. So let's see. Let's roll. Oh, oh, let, me give, nice. let me give you a deal again. Um, yes. Uh, we'll, we'll call it difficult. Okay. We're, not, we're trying not to, not to make anything super hard. So four? Uh, correct. That would be a four. All right. See what happens. That would be a five. All right. So that's a yes. Because uh, you, you nailed it. Uh, so a yes is uh, you succeed by one. So you, you got a yes. Um, you, you're maybe sort of familiar with this. You, you believe that the sigils hold a deeper meaning, um, but they look like something that came out of the South Seas, some of those remote religious tribes. Like, you you know, you picked it up in like an FBI brief somewhere or something, or you were, you know, reading some weird book or whatever. Um, yeah. So it, it, it it's similar to those used by a remote religious tribe in the South Seas. Okay. So I, mean, I you've so, seen some weird stuff before. Yeah, exactly. So I show arthur both sides of the coin and i say well looks like your buddy george has been involved in a little more than just antique collectibles 
So if he shows me the coin, you said there's like some more coins around. It's not just one, right? Yeah, there's like three or four of them laying on the floor there. They all look the, the same. Okay, so Arthur, Johnny's going to show Arthur one, uh, the one he has, and Arthur's going to pick up another one from the ground. I'm assuming it's kind of the same thing on both sides, and he's going to pull out his um, his jeweler's loop and kind of look at it. Um, hey, it's really nothing to... <laughs> Kurt got the good one on that roll. There's nothing more I can add to it. So uh, uh, so if you want to give me just a straight brains, because you've got your jeweler's loop, I'll even give you uh, I'll give you an extra die. Okay. And that is a five. All right. So it, when you, you know, pull out your loop and you're taking a look at some of the, the smaller, you know, like, it's not really filigree, but, you know, the, the, the smaller engravings on it it looks like it has an aquatic theme to the designs so i'll look over to johnny and say so you said um did you say did you say out what what john said so it was uh you know south seas religious mm, kind of thing. i'm gonna say that he does, he hasn't at at this point okay he hasn't um so arthur will look over and say um it looks like there's some kind of some kind of nautical water theme on some of this writing on here on these coins. And I guess Arthur would be able to tell that they were gold, right? Solid gold. So he'll do the old kind of bite on it. If there's no blood on the coin, he'll, he'll kind of bite on it and say uh, solid gold. And it looks like it's uh, has some kind of water themes on some of the writing on it. Yeah. So then, so then at that point, Johnny will be like, yeah, I saw that too. And then he'll share the information that he actually knows. Okay. Uh, and Arthur will say, yeah, I don't know what, what he's got into. This doesn't seem like it's uh, cleaning out, you know, some boxes in your grandmother's attic that, uh, you know, that stuff laying around. This seems to be a bit, a bit heavier than that. Yeah. And she, and she, he kind of points to the blood and he's kind of like, yeah, I'm sure whatever it is got somebody messed up. Um. So as far as the, the, blood goes is it like is it all in a pool is it splattered how how is the blood actually uh, focused around in the room so someone it, shot and someone shot and walked away or someone shot and got dragged away <laughs> i guess yeah, right so what you're it, asking. <laughs> it, it's as it is in the map so the blood pool is in the kitchen uh let me scroll to kitchen Oh, here we go. Uh, let's see. Doo -doo -doos. Yeah, it, it's just it's it's right near the door. Um, the side door. So let me let me get on that screen so you can see my little thingies. Mm -hmm. um, so the blood is here, right? You know, at this door, the coins are in the hall. This door here is open and kind of banging as the wind is sort of blowing in. The rain's blowing into the. This looks like a kitchen area kitchen. here as you, yeah. you know, sort of push the door open the rest of the way. Um, you can see there's a wood stove, you, you know, see the sink, there's some dirty dishes. So Arthur will go and kind of see where that door is banging and um, say to Johnny, are we going out to look out there or are we going back up into the lighthouse? Um, uh, he, he tells Arthur, he says, um, why don't you stay here and keep an eye on the door? In coming into the kitchen while I just look outside and see if there's anything I can see. Okay, so you're going to pop out that door, 
going to the outside and you want me to stay by the kitchen door, you're saying back yes. into the hallway. Okay, that makes yep. sense. Yeah. Yep, just in case someone decides to come in through that other door. Kurt split the party. Yep. <laughs> well, only not sort really. of. You guys can I'm still just, see I'm just walking out. I'm just walking out a little bit. I'm not, so I'm not going, do do do. I'm out of here. See ya. So, yeah. So, um, so Arthur will be. He'll kind of he'll kind of be standing in the doorway into the kitchen, right? So he'll open so he can keep a, an eye on the hallway up to the lighthouse. You know, he's not standing in where the the blood is, but he's kind of around that area, and he'll keep an eye on the hallway, and he'll keep an eye kind of on the door where um where Johnny's going out to look outside. He kind of splitting right. his view back, you know, moving his head back and forth. Now near the pool of blood, there's a broken chair on the floor there. There's still heat coming from the wood burning stove. It's not cold in here. Um, there's a kettle on the stove. Um, yeah, so to give you the give you the whole picture there. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I, Arthur's not going to go over and worry about you know putting on some coffee or tea or anything. He's uh, <laughs> he's a bit worried about George at the moment, and he wants to keep an eye on on Johnny because Johnny um, Johnny seems like he has some attributes, you know. So he, he's helping out too. So it's always good to have a cop, cop with you. So he's going to keep an eye on the hallway and on the door where um where Johnny's going. All right. So Kurt, you stick your head or not, Kurt? I'm sorry. Johnny sticks his head out the door. You know, kind of steps out into the night. Uh, the you know light is coming from behind you. Um, I'm assuming you guys flipped on the light. You saw the blood. And you're investigating the kitchen. So it sort of. It's just weird sort of transitional where the light ends and then the lightning is flashing and the, you know, the tall grass is kind of whipping around. I want you to go ahead and give me an awareness roll. Give me a DL. Eh, we'll keep it at a four. Okay. Uh, that's a six total. So six. So yes. And so you, you know, we're looking for a few minutes here, you know, 30 seconds or whatever you're standing out in the rain, you put your hand up to shield your eyes. Is that a person? You know, you, you look again, you shake, no, I, no, maybe not. I don't know. You don't, you thought you saw something was there. Okay. Um, I think, I think Johnny is going to sneak, try to sneak up and investigate. All right. Let me pull up the other map. So Johnny's heading out the door then you said. Okay. Uh, are you going to head left? So let me go back to the screen. So are you going to go left this way, back the way that you came, or right this way towards back where like the generators and stuff are? Where did we think that the body was? Where did I think that I saw this body? Uh, I'm going to say just like out here, just like moving around out in the tall grass. Okay directly ish in front of you. Okay. <laughs> it, so I, it, it goes into like wood, you know, like there's tall grass and then like there's woods. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that I, I kind of head towards the left side. So towards, back this way, the way you came. Yeah. Yep. Just because, uh, you know, being, being an agent and stuff like that, going kind of the same way you've been, um, and you haven't really seen much of anything is better than going towards something that you may not know where you're headed. So he goes where it's familiar. 
All right. Do you say anything to Arthur? Or do you just like see that and then sort of like stealth off into the night? I kind of, yeah, I should, you know, I don't, I don't bother that because I don't want to, if this person that I think I see hasn't seen me yet, I don't want to try to alert them. All right. So I want you to give me a stealth check. Let's call it. See, I keep using four because four is difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that is hard though. Well, hard would be five. <laughs> I know you. Mean. Shut up! Yeah. I'm. You know what I meant. I know. Yeah, give me give me a stealth check at a at a four. Okay. So is that Grace? It would be Grace. Yes. Okay. Okay. So Grace at a four. Uh, that is a four exactly. So yes, but. All right, so yes, you sort of like stealth off into the darkness, but um, ah, what would the butt be? Fuck. Um, the door slams closed behind him. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay. So, yeah, you 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 know you're being all stealthy and shit, and then all of a sudden you just you're like, bam, <laughs> the door <laughs> fucking closes. Um, nice. Arthur, you turn. You know the door slams, and. Johnny's not there. So Arthur will kind of be waked out a bit when he hears that. You know, obviously you hear the big bang and then Johnny's gone. He's kind of torn now. You know, he's trying to look back to, you know, the the hallway up to the lighthouse and where the door went. Okay, high or low? Low. He goes and grabs all the other coins off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, well, that's that's a given, right? Um, yeah, so he'll he'll. I rolled low, so he's gonna he's gonna just kind of shuffle over towards the door a bit and kind of like whisper shout Johnny's name, but he's still trying to keep an eye on the on the hallway up to the lighthouse. So he's not going over to the door and opening it yet. So you're yeah you're whispering to him, but the door is closed. Well, he's kind of shout, you know, sh- not like super shouting, but doing oh, the, through the Johnny, door, like John, the yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, but he, okay, but you know, his head's whipping back and forth, and he's trying to keep an eye on the hallway up to the lighthouse, and he's you know he's kind of getting closer and closer to the door. At the moment, he's kind of shifting over towards the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in this frame, he's you know he's kind of going that way, but he's still keeping an eye on the um on the hallway for the moment. And then we'll see what happens on the next one. But yeah, at the moment, that's what he's doing. All right, Kurt, you're, we'll, we'll switch back over to Johnny. You're, you know, the, the rain is pounding, the lightning is flashing or whatever. So you're, you know, like creeping up, you know, sort of staying along the side of the building, sort of looking out. Just give me another awareness check. Okay. Uh, we'll keep it. We'll keep it at four. Okay. That's brains, right? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Okay. That's a seven total. <laughs> <laughs> you you definitely see someone. Uh, so let me look. Let me look, go back to the map. Uh, you see someone like along the edge of the woods, but up like towards the front, like up towards the cottage, right? So like you're out the door and you're making your way up. So you're you know cruising along here. Mm-hmm. And then, like the woods are out here, and they they're you know you sort of see them shadowing maybe out up over here. Okay, are they faced towards me, or are they faced a different direction? It's hard to tell. So they're faced in the same direction, right? So like they're also moving up. 
Um, but it's hard to tell whether or not they're looking at you, not looking at you. Like it's they're in the shadows, right? Like you got a yes end. So like yes, and yeah. you you know, you see someone out there okay. for sure. It's this, right. not like a trick of the light. There is someone outside. Okay. So I, I this time I'm gonna stay low and I'm just gonna try not not I'm gonna s- sneakily try to get towards them a little quicker. All right. So uh this one's gonna be so this one will be hard. So DL five mm-hmm. for stealth. Stealth, which is grace again, correct? Correct. Okay. Sorry. I'm gonna keep asking just because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh that's five. So it's a no yes but. Yes but. Yeah. So you make it to, like I'm assuming you're you know kind of breaking towards the trees to mm-hmm. like maybe try to get behind them but they see you. Like okay. you know you've been seeing like the figure stands all the way up and kind of turns. Yep. And you you see it starting to move towards you. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to stick out my gun and I'm going to go freeze. There is no response other than continued running. Towards me? Towards you. Okay. Well, then I'm going to line up and I'm going to, I don't even care. I'm going to straight shoot right at them. All right. Um, <laughs> so I, I know what I'm doing next. So that, that was the trigger. I needed some noise. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to make opposed rolls. Uh, what would that be? Uh, would it be plus two for me? Would it be defense? I don't think they're that smart. Uh, too far for fighting. I guess I'm just going to roll yeah, just 2d6. Okay. All right, go ahead. Okay. So that would be a grace again, right? Correct. Your grace plus firearms. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Seven, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's going to be... Uh... So with your end, typically in combat, it would be, you know, a, a, an extra damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so so everything does, like, a single damage. Um, so, so you're shooting them and causing, you know, either grace damage, brains damage, you know, whatever would seem appropriate. Um, it yeah. could just be, you know, straight health. Yeah. Um, so you are going to plug this thing and just lets out an ungodly shriek. But it's still common. Oh fucking a. Um, Let, let's let's cut over to uh, to Arthur. So you're standing by the door, going, "Hey, hey!" <laughs> and you hear no response, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're, "Wow!" What do you do? So I'm gonna run towards the door with one last look back over my shoulder, back the hallway up to the lighthouse, and I'm gonna try to get the door open. That uh, that Johnny went out. If I hear that and kind of burst out to to see what's going on. Okay, so so we're in action frames at this point. So your first frame, you know, Johnny yells, "Freeze!" This thing comes running, boom! It gets shot. Your frame, you rip the door open, you know, step out into the darkness, uh, and I guess take a look around. So why don't you give me an awareness? And see if you can see where and what's going on. Okay. That is a seven. All right. Yep. Yes. And you, you see, uh, Johnny is, uh, you know, up towards the, the front end of the cottage and there is some thing running at him. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to pull out my Calibri and kind of 
you know, kind of aim, but I'm going to actually to run towards Johnny also. Um, when I do that, well, yeah, so something's going on. Johnny's there. I heard a, I heard a shot, right? So I'm going to go, you know, pull out my gun and kind of, kind of get get closer to where Johnny is. Yeah. All right. Next next frames. What's what's everybody doing? Yeah, I would. I'd still keep on loading on, like, because I don't. I still don't really see what this is. Right. Right. It it did not sound human. Like it was just. It wasn't someone screaming. It was mm -hmm. like, you know, ululations for mm -hmm. use a Lovecraftian yeah. term. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, even, was very, even, it was very squamish. Yeah, even though <laughs> even though he's a little put off, he's still like he he thinks like he's not gonna run away from the situation. He's just gonna keep plugging away at this thing. I'm wondering if you give me a psyche check. Somebody's running at you and you just shot him and they're still running. Yeah, why don't you give me a psyche check? Okay. Uh, and we'll call that uh what do we want to call it? Challenging, difficult. Yeah, we'll call it challenging. You're an FBI agent, right? At least probably not your first firefight. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, right? It's a, I mean US it's law. <laughs> you probably killed 40 people already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh that's a four. Four. So uh so yes. So so you're you're fine. You don't you're, yeah. no 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 need to roll on a shock table. You're like yeah. fucking guy, he's probably on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He got into so the dooch. You're shooting. I'm doing a thing. Um, Arthur, what are I'm you doing? doing thing. I'm going to. So if if I see Johnny shooting again, then I'm going to run up kind of next to him, but not like right next to him, just kind of in line with him. Um, we'll do, you know, not shoulder to shoulder, but I'm going to be kind of on the same plane as him. And if he's shooting, I'm looking to see whatever the hell this thing is coming at him. And I'm going to shoot at it also. Okay, so you're running up and shooting. All right, yeah. everybody roll. Fuck these dice. <laughs> <laughs> five. Same. Okay. So you got a five, you got a five. Uh, all right, so my attack is a no but. So this thing runs up to you and just tries to, like, swipe a claw down your down your front. Uh, let's see, missed by one is no but. So it is going to uh, slash at you, I guess, maybe and put you off balance. So that, that's the positive thing. It kind of like, you know, she winds up shoving you instead, Johnny. Okay. Um, you guys both got a five. So that is a yes, but. I would say mine is yes, I shot, but it takes a long time to reload this stupid thing because it literally is like a saturday night special right it's like a little one shot it's a real tiny kind of thing so it's okay. not like i get I, it's not like i get a big cartridge or revolver to fill so i okay. shot but then i've got to dig in my back pocket and <laughs> try to get another bullet and load it all right and i will say uh i guess for uh johnny then not only do you get shoved but then you know like you, you want it falling down in the mud dropping your gun okay that's what I figured would happen. Just <laughs> right in the mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't lose it, but right, like it it yeah. flies, you know, three or four feet from yeah, the exactly. Yeah. and look for it. Yeah, exactly. But as you guys both because you guys both hit it, um, it just like 
pushes you, you fall back, but it like tumbles and, you know, sort of like falls past you and, you know, rolls up and, you know, it's, it's presumably dead on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what do you guys do? So it's on the ground. Um, it's on the ground and Johnny's on the ground, right? <laughs> yep. And moment. I assume you're like fumbling with your pistol, like exactly to get cartridge another cartridge. In. So I'm gonna kind of shift over to kind of put myself between whatever this thing is and Johnny while I'm reloading it. You know, I'm kind of like sideways shifting over and looking down to make sure Johnny's all right. But um, you know, kind of also looking down at this thing and and reloading and saying to Johnny. Are you right? Do you need a hand up? Are you okay? Johnny doesn't even respond to Arthur. He he just uh he just um uh gosh, I can't even think of the word to say he scrambles to grab the gun because all he wants to do is grab his gun and put another hole in this thing regardless if it's down or not. All right. So you you grab your gun, you you know, you swing around to take a look at this thing to you know do the double tap. I need you guys both to give me a uh, psyche check at a DL four because what this is not a human thing. <laughs> Three. <laughs> so is this something because it possibly has to do with the occult? Can I use that or no? Um, I'll give you an occult because the dice are going to tell us whether or not you know maybe what this thing is or not. Okay, perfect. That's a seven. That's a seven. Jeez. All right. So, so um, Arthur looks at the things, no butt. So, so I guess we're not doing the butt, right? Because you you failed. So you're gonna roll on the shock table. Okay, so you go ahead and do that. Yeah, let me pull that up again. See what hey, I don't know if we've talked about this during this role play, but what is your shock table? So, Call of Cthulhu and other games have a sanity mechanic. Um, you know, back in the eighties when, you know, people were making games, like there wasn't a lot of, not that there was a lot of thought into the mechanics, but the, the sensitivity maybe of the mechanic has been, you know, knocked at various points. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of doing just like a straight, you know, saying like, Oh, you're insane. You're crazy. Which seems kind of shitty nowadays. Seems shitty right nowadays is, is not a, a caveat we want to put on it. Right. Like that's, it is what it is. Call of Cthulhu still uses that. Fear itself still uses that. Trail of Cthulhu. So we want to do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and since we've been playing Aliens, Alien has the stress table. So I kind of modeled things sort of off of that. Um, so instead in Core Cthulhu, we have shock and mental trauma. Um, so essentially the shock table kind of models what you see in the Aliens RPG. So if you, uh, you know, fail your psyche check, you wind up rolling on the shock table, um, which is not directly. I mean, the concept directly pulled from aliens because, you know, big borrow and steel because RPGs. Um, so it, it, you know, varies anything from, you know, holding it together, you know, screaming, you know, paralysis, like we saw with Arthur earlier, all the way up to, you know, taking one, you know, a, a minus one to your psyche stat um, because you're so, uh, you know, overwhelmed by the thing that you're that you're seeing. 
Um, if you if you do wind up rolling a 12 and taking a, a minus one to your psyche, you know, taking actual harm, you also take a level of trauma. So instead of sanity, we have trauma instead. Mm-hmm. Um, everything on the trauma track is essentially a symptom of, you know, other actual, you know, diagnosable things like PTSD or depression or anxiety. Um, so all of the things on the track are symptoms of those of, of those sorts of things um so so corollary uh, like in a call through game of like kind of like a temporary sanity but not not quite the same so what it is as your character uh, you know in in this setting uh, you know investigates these these you know gets drawn into these horrible things and then maybe continues to investigate um they will become you know more and more um you know, traumatized by the things that they see. You know, you read a creepy ass book written in Aklo and learn some spell to raise the dead. I mean, that's going to have an effect on you in the long term. <laughs> um, so the trauma track begins, you know, at unsettled. So it's kind of like that duck walking over your grave, like something, you know, like just your gut doesn't feel right. Like something kind of feels weird, uh, you know, moves on to anxious, uh, you know, moves into phobias where, you know, you, you guys, you know, uh, Johnny will identify this as a deep one. Um, you know, maybe you have uh, phobias about the water, you know, phobias about fish, you know, those sorts of things all the way up to the end of the track would be uh, breakdown, which I might change to breaking point. Um, you know, again, we don't want to have insane. Um, yeah. Cause it, that doesn't really play. Um, yeah. But it, it, but it's, you know, an accumulation of this, sort of uh you know trauma that you're experiencing in dealing with these mythos creatures do you reach a point where you know you just sort of shut down like you know what i can't i'm, I'm out like yeah. <laughs> fuck all this mm-hmm. i don't want it anymore yeah well i think that's what like delta green does right you reach a breaking point where each time something happens if you keep losing a certain amount you reach a breaking point where then that is when you snap and you're like, you know, fuck it, I'm not doing this anymore, or I'm going to plow through this to the end kind of thing and finish it off. So, yeah. yeah. And I think you can reset, right? Like, I think it has vignettes where like you can burn, um, like you can burn one of your, uh, like, I forget what they call it in, in Delta Green, like a, like a, like a pillar of sanity or something like that. So like it's your relationships, right? It's your relationships. wife or your dad. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You can burn so, your relationship to them to get those points back kind of thing, because right. something happened to you and you go home and you're just all weirded out and not being talked You, know, you lash so, out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, I wouldn't have been out in that situation if you hadn't have bought that, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, I can pay for the, the kids school. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then at, at the end of a, of an, of a, an adventure arc, right. Cause if you're playing in a, in a, you know, campaign, uh, like, like tonight would be one arc. So if we were going to play with these characters again at the end, the end of the, the scenario, you could make a recovery roll. So it'd be a straight psyche roll against a DL4, no modifiers. On a success, you're able to remove, you know, be able to come back down one level on the trauma mm-hmm. track. So if you're at uh, insomnia, then that would bump you back down to nightmares. Um, if you get a yes end, it would bump you back too. Um, the suggestion in the rules then is like then in, in your downtime, uh, you know, after a scenario, that the characters are doing 
things that would help to alleviate that stress. Um, you know, whether they're going to counseling or, you know, journaling or whatever it is that the character is doing, um, you know, we encourage that, you know, people go ahead and play that because it informs, you know, sure who, you know, who the characters are and, you know, what's going on with them, you know, especially if you're playing campaign play, because your character's going to change so much over the course of the game. Um, the way it's currently set up is that, and, and maybe not tonight because we haven't had anybody roll on the trauma track, but theoretically, um, the characters will accrue more trauma than they can potentially recover, mm-hmm. uh, especially if a, an adventure winds up going on for a couple of sessions. You know, mm-hmm. like what we see in our uh, Cthulhu Invictus game. Um, I think we had one scenario that lasted like five sessions. <laughs> so <laughs> you get pretty, pretty, uh, pretty far down the track potentially. Yeah. Um, and then, and then maybe only be able to come back up too. So that, that's what we have going with, with trauma. That's the way it sits right now. But again, we're, you know, sort of play testing to see like how all the mechanics sort of fit together. Um, and I think that the, the narrative dice mechanic with, you know, if you fail your psychic roll and you get a no, but, um, you know, the first blush doesn't seem to work because you're, you're going to roll on that shock table. So you're, you're getting something potentially bad. So it seems like the, but like, you know, how does that offset? But like, this may be more of a post post game. Yeah. Uh, scenario. But, yeah. Hmm. But well, I'm glad you kept it in mind, at least in your, you actually made a, a conscious effort to not just, you know, put these in to have them in and, and them not be treated seriously because even though we're playing characters, you know, people deal with certain things all the time. So, and and it's just sort of a, a role playing prompt. And, and again, like, you know, you know, we, I mean, we play for therapy a lot of times. I mean, uh, you know, our day trippers game is, is, you know, f- for us famous for that, you know, for John and I, <laughs> um, so, but, but, it, you know, people are, you know, dealing with trauma in their own personal lives and they're like, yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't want to do that. Yes. Then just take it out. Right. Like yeah. maybe keep the shock table because, you know, as an in-game mechanical like combat effect where you're like, oh shit, you know, I run away, um, you know, which, which isn't, you know, as bad, I guess, you know, in the, in the psychological dynamic, um, yeah. it's more of like, Hey, my action is like getting the fuck out of here right now. Yeah, um, exactly. But if people are like, Hey, like, I don't want to like play someone who, you know, has substance abuse issues or, uh, you know, is dealing with paranoia, then you just throw it out and don't, you know, you just don't use that when, you know, if you decide you want to play course through, you like it. And you're like, like everything, but that you just throw it out because you know, yeah. it's your game and you play it however, you know, you want to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I actually gave a copy of Cthulhu to my therapist, so she's sort of given a ther um, uh, a sensitivity read to see like, does this all sort of make sense? And isn't like, oh, that seems really bad, or like mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. So mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm waiting for her feedback too. So yeah. perfect. All right. So so what did so what did Arthur get after all that? <laughs> Arthur got a nine. Oh, so he's going to lash out at, um, well, I. so you could actually lash out at the dead deep one too, but what it is on the chart is lashing out at the nearest being, being physically or verbally. So while you're thinking about that, um, 
uh, Johnny, you know, looks down at this creature and is like, son of a bitch. Like, I, I read about these things, you know, like, you know, being in and around working out of, of Massachusetts, um, you, you heard about that raid at Innsmouth. You've, you've seen some of those reports. You've seen, you know, some of those sketches and son of a bitch, if that doesn't look like a deep one. Um, yeah, well, I don't know what Arthur's doing at the time, but he, yeah, he's basically just like, um, kind of looking it over a little bit and he's saying that to himself. He's like, yeah, son of a God, I can't believe it. He's like, oh, out here of all things, this, oh, he's thinking to himself, like he's instead of like being like, uh, excited that he's alive, that they're both alive. He's just pissed. He's just like, this, this again, or he's like, just, oh, you know, and he just kind of like, almost like stomps around a little bit and just muttering to himself. And, and what does Arthur do with his lashing out? Uh, so we did physically or verbally, I would say. Mm, so I want to do the verbal thing. So he's going to kind of bend down a bit to whatever that thing laying on the ground is and just like start shouting, where's George? What did you do with George? Where's George? You know, shouting at it. Um, What'd you do with my buddy? Where's George? And you're just screaming at it over and over again. All right. I mean, again, we're out of, well, for the moment, we're out of action frame. So we're, we're going to leave you screaming. Johnny's, you know, sort of like muttering and kind of like looking around. Johnny, why don't you go ahead and give me uh, an awareness check? Okay. The uh, DL3. Okay. That's a six. All right, uh, you you know you sort of like look you know you're kind of like looking down and you're like God, fuck I can't believe this and you look up and you see more figures coming from the tree line. <laughs> so what do you do? Oh, shit. All right, so uh, Johnny uh, grabs Arthur by the collar of just or by the shoulders or whatever, and he's like, "We gotta go." Oh, so Arthur's going to stop screaming. Does does Arthur notice what the thing on the ground is? Because, you know, he thought he, he's thinking it's just some kind of, you know, thug that was, you know, coming up to steal George's stuff. Does he can he tell it's not just oh, normal yeah, it's, dude? It's, it's not human. It's, it's okay. not. Yeah, you, you, you can tell it's humanoid. Yeah. But it, it's got fangs. It's got, you know, if you look close, it's got claws. It looks like it's got scales, although, you know, sort of. You know, as it's laying on its back, its stomach maybe looks not quite as scaly uh, or or not as, like, thick as it is, like, on the shoulders and, like, across the back and all that. But it, it's not human. <laughs> <laughs> so Arthur's going to feel um, Johnny's hand on his shoulder pulling him around and yelling, and he's going to follow after him. And while he's doing that, he's going to be shouting at Arthur or he's going to be shouting at Johnny. What the hell was that thing? What is that? What's going on? You know, while he's running, following after Johnny. Yeah. Um, can I see that map again? Just because I know, I know that I'm kind of like going to be a little bit shaken or whatever, but. So you got, you guys are out like over here by, yeah. Yeah, you know. Okay. But you know, so there's there's woods like say off over here. Yeah. So you're kind of like, 
not, you know, like sort of along the woods and then you see stuff coming like out from the woods. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that I grab him and I just he- start heading towards the back where the um, generator is. Okay. So you guys roll the other way. Okay. Yep. 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 And then I, I, t- I, uh, what kind of information do I know about that deep one? Oh, fuck. Um, you got a seven, right? So you got a, um, I don't, I guess give me another occult roll. Sure. Uh, beat, uh, we'll call it a, we'll call it a DL4. I mean, you already got a success on it before. Uh, that would be a four, exactly. So that's a yes, but, um, you know that there was, um, an action in Innsmouth. And again, this may be out of sequence. I mm-hmm. think it was like 1923 in the book. So, like, the timeline would be nice for this. We'll, we'll just say that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you saw some reports that there was, you know, Devil's Reef, you know, like that sticks out in your mind that there was these, you know, creatures, the Navy was involved, and like there's just like wholesale slaughter that. You know, the, there was something wrong with the people in Innsmouth. Um, you know, something something about, um, I think it was Wilbur Whaley. No, was it Whaley? Marsh. It was Marsh. You know, some, something about the, the metalworks. Uh, you know, something with, with Marsh and, and the gold. You're you're not a, you're not 100% sure like yes you you know of it you you know you've seen the reports you'd know something but about them like specifically like biologically like you know about them specifically you're not you know it's like on the like on the tip of your tongue like you're just not sure okay so basically i just kind of like ramble on about that kind of stuff you know i would just be like yeah well this happened and blah 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 and you know, it's just your your friend George. He got into some weird shit, and we are in trouble. So he just just keeps running until they get to like the generator, just back behind to see if there's anything else that like if there's something around there that could help shield them or help hide them or whatnot. All right, as you come around the back of the building, there are uh, an array of buildings. Uh, I guess from the outside, you wouldn't necessarily know what they were, but I'll just, I'll tell you because it doesn't matter. Uh, there's a bathtub shower. There's an outhouse. Uh, there's the generator shed. There's a work shed and, uh, that's it. So as you come around, the first building you would come upon would probably be the shower. And I think that one's pretty easy to see what it is. Let me, I know what's in here. Oh, let's see. Yep, that's what you see. Okay, no, you're, not sh- you're not sharing it. You're just saying that there's a shower there. Yeah, I'm, there's a description of it, and I can't. No, that's okay. I just I thought you were gonna bring something up, and then when you didn't, I was like, um, okay. I'm, so, I'm looking. I'm looking at the at the island map, and okay. then I'm, I'm scrolling through to see. Uh, what it says, uh, a crude outdoor shower bathtub with jury rigged shower head and wooden canopy over it. So like, I feel like when you come around and the lightning flashes and you see 
like, oh, fuck, this is Shara. That's not going to be helpful at all. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the outhouse has the little fucking window cut into uh, it. So uh, like, yeah. nope, don't want that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would probably direct Arthur towards the the generator room, even though it's like loud and kind of ridiculous or whatever. I think it would be a good place to kind of keep ourselves hidden, but also maybe we could kind of you know talk a little bit without maybe being sensed or anything. I don't, I don't know. So I say we run we run back so we see the the bathtub shower there. That's kind of the first thing we see when we're running. If we're running down, and then off to our right is kind of where the the generator shed is and the outhouse is behind it. So I would say we head over kind of towards the generator and um and you know Arthur will shout back to Johnny. Are there more coming? Are they following us? Do we do we climb up on top of the shed or do we go inside? Which which is the better option? Do we do we do we bar ourselves in? Do we get up on top to get a better view? Boy, what would he say? Um, I don't know what would he say. Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, I think that he would he would be just be like, um, I think we should we should just. I don't know. They're coming. They were coming towards us. I don't want to. I don't want to take a chance. Let's go in here and let's bar the door and let's stay here and let's hope. Hopefully we can hide out until morning. Okay. So I will go and try to see if I can get the door open on the, uh, the generator, the, the shed where the generator is. Yeah. It, it, it pulls right open. Okay. And is there, is there any window or anything out onto it or is it just like a shed closed door and it's all encased so you can't see out? Yeah, it, it's just a shed. Um, it doesn't say what it's made out of, so it's probably some combination of, you know, wood and, like, the, the, the tin, you know, the, like, corrugated metal sheeting and stuff. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll uh, you know, I'll dive into – or not dive in. I'll, you know, I'll try to see if I can get the door open and go in and hold it open until um, Johnny comes in behind me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's easy enough to get in. Um, okay. You guys slam the door shut. Um, and then you hear that, well, give me an awareness roll. <laughs> you don't hear shit. <laughs> Depends on what we roll. That's a three. That is a five. Uh, we'll call it a three. So, so yes, but um, and then a, a five is a yes and. So, yes, and you hear you know, footsteps pounding, you hear like guttural growling. I mean, those things were coming out of the woods, so they saw you, right? So they're just running after you. You're not sure where you are at the moment, but there are things outside. Your no but would be, or you know, you got a yes but. Um, So yes but, it seems shitty, but like I think maybe, yeah, you know, Yes, you hear the things coming, but you like back up into the generator and knock over some of the firewood that's stacked up inside. So when you go in, uh, ba -ba uh, inside the electric generator is running, it's copious amounts of gasoline and firewood. There's a leak in the generator's roof, uh, and the raindrops are spattering through. So I think you know, you get the door closed, you know, you 
shim it up as best as you can. And as you're like sort of backing up, you know, gun in hand, you know, you just like bump, you know, into a half a quart of firewood and like some of the firewood sort of falls down. Does the firewood fall down and start to catch from where the generator is burning? Or you're just saying he just knocks it down and makes a bunch of noise? Yeah, it makes some noise, yeah. Okay, gotcha. So we're not going to smoke ourselves out after we get <laughs> right? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay, so um, Arthur's reloaded his um, his pistol from before, and then he, you know, he's he's keeping an eye on the door, and then he's rooting around in his back pocket, and he's trying to see how many bullets he has left, and he has three left after that. So he's got four total. So he looks back to um, to Johnny and says. I don't know how many are out there. I didn't get a good look to see how many, but I, I don't think I've got too many shots left. Uh, we may have to think about what we want to do. You said there's kind of a hole in the top of it where the rain's coming in. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like um, rusted or like, it's, you know, not fitted right where it's, you know, rain's okay. kind of like spattering in. Is it a so, 10 roof rusted? Sorry. I couldn't help uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll say it's a 10 roof. Yeah. Sweet. We start singing. Um, it's a love shack. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, Arthur! <laughs> Arthur's gonna Arthur's gonna kind of go back from the door and um, kind of look up to see, you know, depending on how big the hole is where um, the rain's coming in, just to make sure nothing's coming down into it. And you know, he's gonna shout to Johnny. Hopefully, you've got more. Um, you've got more shots than me left. I only got four left, and I don't know how many are out there. He flashes his fingers and he shows you um, uh, how much does a how many rounds does a thirty eight special can uh, hold? It's probably six, but I think you six. have an extra. I have an extra box. box. Yep. yep. So I I flash him seventeen. <laughs> Ten. Five, five. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so then Arthur's going to say. If there's 17 out there, I think we're in trouble. Um, but if you got 17, I think we're all right. We got 21 all together. Um, and, you know, he'll keep an eye out, you know, just to make sure there's like no weird webby arms coming through the, the hole in the, in the ceiling. Yeah. And, and Johnny will keep a, keep his gun trained on the door. It's funny. As you say that is, as Arthur has been shouting the entire time, you just hear like boom, boom, boom on the door as these things come up and like sort of narrow down where you were at. You also hear in the background like shit being thrown over. You know they they presumably knock down the the uh, the shower. Like they know you went back this way. So then Johnny kind of looks at Arthur and like puts a hand out and then puts his finger to his mouth, like, shut up, you know, like see if we can, you know, they're banging on the shed that we're at. Like maybe they don't know we're in here. So, Oh man, how do we resolve that? I, mm, I think, I think I'm going to roll might uh, against what for the door though. Right. Like, mm, what do we want to call it? We want to call it a, Five maybe challenge yeah. rating DL five. Yeah, because we barricaded, it's gonna be a little harder than that. All right. Oh, I got a seven. Oh, seven, seven, seven. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys are in there, you're like, shut the fuck up. You know, you like a louder 
bang as the you know the frame starts to starts to crack and shatter. What do you guys do? Um, I I oh boy, does it look like how does it look like it's going to be broken down like soon? Does it look like it's just dented? All right, well, let's say this. Let's let's drop into action frames then. So you guys did your thing. They figured it out. They're pounding on the door. Let's drop an action frame. So um, I know what I'm doing. What are you guys doing? Um, I think that Johnny is actually going to start. Uh, how, how heavy is the firewood? Is it like something that I can hold in one hand? Do I have to hold it in two hands? How big are the pieces? Probably two hands, right? So I'm thinking like split cord wood. Okay. So it's, you know, like a, a quarter piece sort of thing. You know, like a triangular cut. Okay. Piece. Okay. Um, hmm. Well, this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. So I think that I think what fuck does he want to do that? No, never mind. I was I was thinking about like just grabbing some firewood and starting it on fire and then throwing it towards the front of the entrance and then seeing if they you know run into it or whatever. But once they knock the door down, who knows? All hell could break loose. So that's probably a terrible idea. And and you're surrounded by wooden gasoline, so. Oh, that's true. <laughs> okay, so what? Um, are there any shelves towards the front of the door? Shelves on the front. Um, actually, actually, give me a little bit of more of a layout of how everything looks. Like, where's the the fire burning? Where's the f- uh? So there's no fire burning. There? So it's it's an electrical generator. Hold on, hold on. I lost I lost my headphones. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, I can't hear what you're saying. Stop, stop, stop. Go ahead. So it so it, it's you know, like say um I don't know, like a twelve by six foot shed. Mm-hmm. It's got an electrical generator, so it's got a you know a vent for the fumes. Um along one side there's you know jerry cans of gasoline uh, along the other side. I guess maybe to keep it out of the rain, there's because there's a wood burning stove inside. Um, there's firewood down the other side. Maybe like a quarter cords worth, whatever that is. Like a cord of wood is like the size of a VW Beetle, I think. Right. So, yeah. so maybe about a quarter of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there. Well, yeah, we could say on either side of the front door, there's some you like maybe a full shelving on one side, and then like two shelves on the other side. Okay. And you said there's no fire going. There's just a, uh, it's an electrical generator. So it's electrical. Just on the gasoline. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And the cans, are they metal cans of gas? Uh, probably back then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this just ruined everything I was thinking of. So I'm just going to sit in a corner <laughs> and train my gun against the door, I guess the far corner. Okay, so you're you're holding your action, Kevin. What are you doing? Actually, no. I actually I lied. I'm gonna sit on the. I'm gonna sit towards the front, actually, and okay. wherever the door is swinging, I'm gonna be on that other side, ready to just put one into the brain. Okay. Arthur's gonna be, obviously, on the kind of the other side of where Johnny's standing to do a bit more cover, but he's going to be a bit further back because it seems like um, 
Johnny's gun has a, a bit more shots in it, and I've got to take time to reload. So I'm going to line up and, you know, aim towards the door also, but, you know, be kind of next to where Johnny's standing, but further back. Okay. So you guys are both holding your actions then, which makes this a weird roll, but uh, so this could be four. We say five, so it's a no, but so it's just continued pounding. Uh, we'll go in the next frame. You guys doing anything different? Same action. It, are there any like holes in the door or whatever where I could just train my gun out there to see or just take pot shots? I mean, you could shoot through the door. Yeah, I, could right? I mean, there's, the there's nothing preventing you from doing that. I don't know. If I, I don't know if I want to waste ammo trying to do that. Up to you. Ah, fuck it. I'll try it. Okay. I'll give you your um, uh, straight grace roll. Okay. Uh, without the because you because you can't see anything, right? You're you're firing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll lose yeah, your for sure. Plus one. Okay. Kevin, what about you? <sighs> While Johnny's doing that, I've got my gun in one hand, and I'm gonna just go grab a big hunk of wood in the other, right? Because <laughs> at least if I can fire and then throw something, then that'll give me some time to then kind of reload. So he's got All his right. gun aimed. And he's got a he's got a piece of wood in his hand to throw too, and he's uh right. he's waiting to see what Johnny shoots. Six. I also got a six. Mm. And and Kevin, you're holding your action. Okay. Uh, and what the fuck did we say? Um, uh, a tie. Last time we said we both failed, but that's up to you. Well, actually, so it has armor. So you got a this by one is a no but. Uh, and it's just it's attacking the door, though. But it's the same role. Because uh, we're not acting on each other, right? So it would be opposed roles in action, but the deep one is doing something else, right? It's not actually attacking you. It's attacking the door. Mm-hmm. So we'll say this. So it breaks the door. And you got a, and what did you have? A yes, but? Yeah, six. So, yes. Um, so, we'll say that you, you miss, but it, it doesn't come in, right? Like it, it shies back, you know, like breaks the thing in and you take a shot and it kind of like throws itself back. Okay. And we go into the next frame. <laughs> So the door is down, and I can see what's come, what's going about to come in. You can see out, yeah. Uh, for right, uh, for well, how many are around that I can see? Uh, give me a quick awareness. Uh, give me a three. Okay. Six. Uh, it looks like there's three of them. Okay. Uh, um, you can each give me a brains roll. Okay. The uh, DL eh, three. I ain't seeing shit. I ain't understanding shit. I got a one. Neither of us are. <laughs> what, what were your roles? Two. One. All right. So, so you, yeah, no, and you have no fucking clue. Um, <laughs> uh, you missed it by once. So you got a no butt. Uh, what would the butt be, though? Because the butt would be giving you the thing. Um, no, but I'm gonna throw this rock, this log at him real quick. <laughs> uh, fuck, I don't know. Um, 
when we're not, when we're not playing, it's easy to come up with these scenarios. Um, <laughs> no, but you are not foolish enough to like run outside or like shoot blindly. I guess like you're like you no no, but you're waiting for a target, right? Like yeah. you're smart enough to be like, oh, let me wait to see if I see something. Okay. All right. Uh, we move into the next frame. What are you doing? Um, so no, if the ahead. door's down and they're there, right? I'm going to shoot. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one shied back because, like, you know, Johnny shot like right past it, mm. so it kind of like, eh. but yeah, they're they're there and they're going to try to get in. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to shoot them. Okay. Oh shit! So I think Johnny's going to try to do something really stupid, but hopefully will work. All right. He's gonna grab one of those gas cans, take the lid off of it, and then he's gonna attempt to throw it right at them and shoot the thing in midair. <laughs> All right, so that would be doing multiple actions, so they'll each take a neg two. Okay. Like if you want to on this turn, you know, grab a can, throw the top off, and throw it, and yep. then you know because the frames are so so short. If you want to see in the subsequent frame as it's coming down, you know, you take your shot or yep, I, you want to do it do all in one frame, it's going to be, you know, a nope. neg two on those. No, I will definitely do it in sequences. Okay. So you're running to grab a gas can and open it. I mean, that's easy. Just give me a grace roll at a make it a three. Okay. Five. Okay. You're good. I mean, you, you grab it, you get it, and you Fucking heave. Kevin, you said you're shooting? Yep. All right. What was your roll? Six. I got six, too. (laughs) (laughs) This never happens when we play. Too many ties. Wow. (laughs) So so I guess it's a yes, but for each of us? So, yes. Right? Because it's a a success. It's a tie, right? Like, it's it's on the button. So it would be uh, a yes, but, I think. Uh, so when Arthur goes to reload, he's got three bullets left. And when he goes to pull, pull them out of his back pocket, he pulls one out and another one falls out of his pocket and lands on the ground. All right. I dig that. Um, and so you hit the deep one. He takes a point of damage. Um, we'll, we'll say it's off his, uh, off his health. And then his, so he slashes you for a point. Uh, we'll say we'll say health, right? Because you're not going to use that stat. Okay. Um, and then his butt would be he, I guess, blocks up the doorway, right? So like he comes in and swipes at you as you're kind of like on the side, but he's blocking his brethren from getting in, right? So like for the next frame, he's kind of in the way. Okay. And then we move to the next frame. So we know we know what Kurt's doing. Um, this thing is going to attack. I'm assuming you're shooting, or is it take a you know it core isn't crunchy enough to be like, oh, it takes a round for you to reload. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't I, know. Well, I mean, it's not like I'm you know putting a powder ball, you know, powder in a ball in a musket. So I'm sure it is a, a quick, you know, it's 
just grabbing it and putting it in. It's not, you know, sticking the rod down or anything. So I would say the next action would be I could put it in and fire. Um, if I you're all right with it. Yeah, yeah I guess, yeah. All right. Five. I got a six. Damn it. Missed. (laughs) All right. So six over five. So it's a yes. Um, You guys got a, was that a no but? No but. Uh, Because you missed by one. Um, So you don't hit the gas can. It goes out the door and starts to spill all over. So there'll be a half full jerry can on your next turn. <laughs> um, Kevin, you got to know, but uh, so uh, maybe, maybe what it was is you jam the, 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 um, the round into the, into the chamber, but the gun didn't click close. Right. So like, you got it in and went to go and shoot, but like it's not position right. Okay. We go with that. Yeah. Um, and I got a success. So that would be another point to your health. How you doing, bud? <laughs> I'm at zero now. All right. I think for PCs, it's zero at three stats. It's at least two. Yeah, okay. I think it's three. I think I remember that. And I think you're going to be rocking a negative to your actions now. Okay. See, we never have to do like this side of it when we play Day Trippers. And like we just take it all for granted. <laughs> I think you take a neg on your actions now. Okay. A negative dice or a negative number? Uh, let's call it a minus. Well... So you have no health dice to roll, which doesn't really matter because they're not doing anything to you. you know, like you're not using. And I health. don't have any skills in health anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's, let's just say you're going to take a negative one to all your actions. So a negative, you know, minus one, not a minus die, but like just a yeah, minus okay. one. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Here we go again. I am clawing. Actually, he's going to try to bite you. <laughs> So the so the one guy is trying to claw Arthur. Are the is are they st- is he blocking the entrance way still? Um that's an interesting question. Um I I guess he's moved in on Arthur then at that point. Yeah. So yeah, there's probably another one. Yep. <laughs> and the the gas, is it inside where we're at or is it outside of the I want to say it's outside. The can sailed out the door, so it's it's outside the door and it's you know pooling, you know outside. And you said he was trying to bite me, right? Yeah, he's trying to bite you. Okay, can I? Is there a dog? <laughs> no, I mean you could shoot him, right? So you're like, oh shit, you you know, okay, to no, change no, the and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shoot! And Kurt, are you gonna shoot at the can? I think I'm going to, yeah. All right, I'm going to say just give me a, like a DL3 on shooting, right? Okay. Like it, the, the, the can is not going to resist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a four. Actually, a five. A five, okay. So, yes. So, you you hit it. It explodes. Uh, the one that's outside, uh, I'll give him a grace roll. 
So a four is not going to do it. So it it catches on fire. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and I, I shout, you burn, you son of a bitch. And I um, shot the one that was coming at me. Yep, I got a five. I got a five. <laughs> okay, so it. <laughs> so it's a so it's a yes, but so it but it so it bites you, but it doesn't latch on. So take a point to your might. Okay, so like you know, bites your like you know, kind of like neck area. Um. And you also got a yes, but so you, it's the one that you were shooting at already. So you, you put it down, like it bites you. I mean, that's why it didn't latch on because you're like, fuck, you know, like it's close enough to you. Just like put the gun under its chin and shoot just, it, you know, pull the trigger. Yeah. So my butt would be, that was my last bullet I had in hand. And the other one that was on the ground that I dropped. And when I went yep. to shoot it, I kicked the bullet and it skidded across the floor. So now I'm going to go try to find my last bullet. <laughs> <laughs> And then the other one, Kurt, you rolled a five, right? Or a six? I rolled a five, yep. Okay, so the other one that got in rolled a six. So that'd be a yes. So it takes a swipe at you. We'll say you got a, a you know, minus one to your health then. Okay. So if you had two die, you go down to one die. Yep. Uh, actually, my health is three, so it'd be down to a two now. Okay, cool. Then you're good to go. All right, so that one is up and inside and angry. The other one is outside. It's going to, I guess, try to put itself out. <laughs> it's raining, so I guess maybe we'll make that like a DL3. So for all that. So we got a six, so it's no longer on fire. But, like, that's its round. Yeah. Um, the other one is going to try to slash at you again. Um, I'm assuming you're shooting. Of course, I'm shooting that bastard. Kevin, what are you doing? I'm going to go try to dive on the ground and grab my last bullet and load. So I'm, I'm assuming that's my action. Yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll be your action there. Yeah. All right. Ooh, not so great for me. I got a four. Yay, six. <laughs> All right. So you are going to do, yes, and so two shots. So it comes towards you, and you're just like, wow, right to the head. So that'll take it down. You hear our roar from outside. Uh, we move drop into the next frame. Uh, it is going to run in and try to slash, I guess, at uh, Johnny. So we'll yep. roll. I'm going to reload before it gets in, just so I have a Are you gun of bullets. Yes, because technically it wasn't inside yet before I reloaded, right? I mean, it, it's outside the door, so like it's a it's three steps in a... Okay, you claw, fine, right? fine, John, fine. <laughs> okay, so technically I only have one bullet left then. Okay. So, all right, I'm going to shoot him. Kevin, do you, I'm assuming you are going to shoot? Yeah, I was going to say that last round was me, you know, scrambling to pick up the bullet and load it. So now I'm going to shoot. Okay. I got a six total. I've got a six. Five plus one. (laughs) (laughs) I got a seven, motherfucker. I was going to say my easy one to say is, Yes, but but I'm out of bullets, but that that's already known, so I can't think of what my butt is. Um, All right, well, so it 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 swipes it at uh, at Johnny, it, you know, again, just like rakes the front of you. You guys both shoot it, you know, you're able to take it down. You guys both center mass shot. Um, your butt's not going to be super relevant then, but like, uh, 
yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're out of combat, so I don't know that it matters. Yeah. So you guys are are, are both standing amid uh, uh, a small pile of deep one corpses. Would you guys go ahead and make another psyche check? Because you are confronted with the reality that, like, not only was there one weird thing, but there's like other, like, there's more weird things. Uh, we'll make it a DL. I mean, you killed them. We'll make it a. We'll make it a DL four, three, six. <laughs> <laughs> the FBI guy's like, yeah, this fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, so go ahead and make me a check on the shock table, Kevin. Eight. <laughs> Running full speed in the opposite direction. <laughs> so as you like. You look down, the fire's like starting to burn down outside as some, you know, rain is going and the wind is blowing, and you're just like, fuck, 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 and just start running out of the out of the shed back, I guess, towards the building, you know, back towards like the cottage. Yeah, where would I go? So if I'm looking at the map, so that's there. We're off the south pier and into the water. I'm out. Yeah, where would I run? Um, I mean, yeah, I would so think, like, safety, right? Like, you know that, well, I mean, theoretically, the cottage is safe. But. Well, yeah, so I'll, I'll run back towards the door of the kitchen, right? That's where we came out was the kitchen. So mm-hmm. I'll run back down the path towards that way, screaming and yelling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny, what do you do? Uh, what do I do? I don't know if I want to run after crazy, crazy, screamy guy here. <laughs> no, that's not nice. He would probably run after him because he's he's an FBI guy and he wants to do good. Um, yeah, he'd run. He'd run after Arthur. He wouldn't yell at him or anything like that or like try to cause a scene like he's doing because he knows that Arthur hasn't seen what he's seen and knows what knows what he knows. So he tries to follow him and he just like, he basically is just like sits there for like two seconds and goes, fuck Arthur. And then he just <laughs> runs after him. All right. So you, you guys, you know, make it back into the kitchen unmolested. Uh, like, I think as Arthur comes around uh, or as uh, Johnny comes around, like Arthur's trying to close the fucking door. On. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> You guys slam the door, um, you know, kind of, you know, take a minute to breathe. Um, everything seems to be as you left it. I will look over to Johnny, you know, kind of heavy breathing, but, you know, trying to get my breathing back under control and say, I don't know what those things are. Uh, I'll ask you about it later. Uh, you seem to be a bit a bit more understanding when they came out, but let's go into the lighthouse and find out where the hell George is either for me to beat the crap out of him or you to arrest them. All right. Do you, you know, do you make sure to lock the door? Do you jam a chair under the knob? Do you make sure the front door, like what, what, what's your plan? Or do you just like, just go up to the lighthouse? I would think, I would think Arthur, you said that chair was broken. I think Arthur in this. There was state, a couple he, of chairs in there. It's, I, I know, would, it's, a, it's a little kitchen area. I would think Arthur would, you know, slam the door shut. Even, you know, considering he almost slammed it shut on Johnny, 
once the door is closed, he would try to make sure it doesn't open again. So, yeah, he would grab a chair and wedge it underneath the doorknob. Okay. Do you also attend to the front door? Do you, do you think about it? No, I think it would just be the ch- – it would be the kitchen, and then we would go, and I would – once the kitchen's done, I would – Arthur would head up to the, the steps to go up into the lighthouse because he – you know, he's pissed off now. He's got to find George and see what the hell's going on. All right. I'll give Johnny a, a, an a awareness roll to see if he notices that the front door is open. Okay. Uh, yeah, beat a deal three. Okay. But as as like Arthur kind of like heads out briskly out of the kitchen and he looks at the door and he's like, yep, that'll keep him out. Yep. <laughs> Every little bit helps. <laughs> That's true. Six. Six. So as you follow him out, um, you know, you you you're you're like in full FBI mood. So you're checking left and right. You look, you see the front doors open. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. Go front, you know, lock the door. Hopefully it works. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. Yeah. No kidding. And then you start making your way up into the lighthouse. And so Arthur starts yelling back when Johnny goes to shut the front door and just go, come on, let's go. We got to go find George. All right. So you guys make it up the steps. Uh, you're cruising along. Nothing jumps out. Nothing happens. Um, as you get towards the, the top of the steps, you come to a little room. Uh, it's the service room. Uh, it's like below the lighthouse level. There's a table there. Um, there, you know, you you can hear the mechanism run. Like the light is running. Like you know, it's got power. The you know generators running. The the light is moving. It's just not shining for whatever reason. There's another set of steps that leads up to the to the uh, actual lighthouse level. Uh, there's boxes there um there's replacement bulb you know if you stop to look there's replacement bulbs for the beacon uh there's a workbench tool bag um there's you know a log book of all the stuff that they're supposed to be doing do you look through any of the stuff or no you just kind of like take a cursory glance or do you i'm going to be looking around to see if i can see george so i'm not looking at anything else but if there's another person up here trying to see where george is at um, I think originally I would do the same and then do maybe something else after the fact if we don't see anybody up here. Okay. So you make a note and then, all right, let's keep going. So you, you know, go up the next little ladder. Uh, you get up into the lighthouse beacon area itself. Um, as you sort of come through the trap door, there's, um, it, it smells wet, like more wet than like, you know, like, like it's raining inside, right? Like you smell the water and you smell uh, a metal coppery smell as you pop your head out and you could feel the wind, you know, like curl, you know, flaps your hat as you uh, top the, uh, the steps there. Yep. So I, I'm, I'm, I would actually be going first instead of Arthur, just because I have bullets in my gun and I'm trained more than he is on things like this. So I'm just kind of, as I open that trap door, I'm kind of peeking in my head, peeking my head through with my gun, just surveying everything and making sure that there's nothing around that will, you know, try to surprise us or anything. All right. What you see when you do that is a couple of corpses, lots of blood, another, you know, more of the deep ones. Uh, and one of them is actually latched 
onto the guy's neck in a in a death bite. And I no uh, no psyche yet. So uh, I assume you climb up the rest of the way to let Arthur up. So everybody's dead. It would appear so, but you haven't okay. investigated the room yet. Like okay. yes, you you see corpses or yeah. presumably corpses. Yeah. So I would I think I would I wouldn't necessarily let Arthur up just yet. Hmm. I think I would look back down at Arthur and just kind of hold up my hand again. Let me see if I can put my hand so you, everyone can see. And, you know, so I'm just kind of like this to him and I'm just kind of like, like I give him like, just wait, wait for me. And I don't say anything. I just kind of give him those hand signals and I make my way up. All right. So if, if you're familiar with George as well, you see the body of George on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, two more of the deep ones uh, and another guy, but not really. He's more of a sort of a fish guy. Like he's halfway to deep one. Um, he's dressed in clothes, but he's got the bulbous eyes and he's got, you know, the scales and stuff, but he's not like full on like fangs and all the other shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what you see. Um, if you uh, investigate, if you want to, you know, first aid roll confirms everybody's dead. If you want to give me a first aid check, which would be brains. Yeah. Um, I think I would do that first before I go investigating everything else. Uh, what's f- first aid is brains too, right? Would be brains, yeah. Yep. Okay. You know, you're checking pulses and that kind of stuff. Seven. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you crushed it. It'd be like a three. I mean, there's tons of blood. Like these people are probably dead, but yeah, first for sure he's dead. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and it looks like most of them were shot. Looks like George did the shooting. He made a final stand up here in the lighthouse. Um, no, uh, so as, as the FBI guy, you don't see your partner anywhere. He's not amongst the dead people. You haven't seen him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, it is a scene of carnage. If you look around, you can find, let's see, where's it? So you you know sort of like move this body off and you like pull the thing off that's biting on his neck. Um, you find around his neck a, uh, a a heavy purse, just full of those coins. He's got a pistol in his hand. He's shot all of the bullets. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Um. So he surveys kind of everything and then he says. Uh, Arthur, it's okay. Why don't you head on up? So Arthur will come up, uh, look around. He'll be a bit shocked. And then he'll, you know, see George's body and just say, you know, George, you dumb bastard. What did you get involved in now? And I think that's going to be a hard psyche check because, like, you worked with this guy. Like, you Mm -hmm. guys were friends. Yeah. If not Mm -hmm. business associates. Okay. Six. Oh, look at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, well, he got himself into some shit and he paid for it, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess I guess Arthur's thought is 
okay, George got himself into something. Um, he can't get into anything worse now. And now if he's dead, um, whatever other crap he was involved in, it can tie back to me. <laughs> I can find it and get rid of it. <laughs> or bury, you know, if there's any kind of documents or anything lying around, either we torch this place or, you know, I'll find a way to, to try to, to try to get those that no one else gets them. But yeah, so the dead men tell no tales, right? So that's a good, uh, a good thing that, he, that now George can't get me stuck into it because he's not here to, to do it, but I can find out any evidence and get rid of it. So yeah, I'm kind of bummed that, but yeah, we've, we've been in the business before and you know, stuff like this happens. So that's one last thread tying back to me now. All right. And if you guys want to give me an awareness check, Uh, deal. Yeah, make it, a, make it a three, five, seven. All right. Uh, it looks it, not only did he kill these things, uh, you know, shot the windows out. Looks like it hit the uh, lamp lens and smashed the light. So you guys think you might be able to replace the light as like a temporary fix, but like it needs a new like new lens, you know, because it's like a million lenses that make up the actual light for the lighthouse so it, it'll need to be fixed but you think you could probably replace the bulb as a temporary fix so no one else crashes do we even worry about that though i'm not worried about that yeah so arthur's not worried about changing the bulb or getting anything um he's just looking down at george and looking at all those other weird things around and uh you know, he says, he shout, or no, it doesn't shout, but he says to Johnny, um, you seem to know what these things are. I ain't never seen anything like this before. It seems really weird. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't think of anything <laughs> to say right now. Um, uh, do I know anything about those things and maybe a uh, sensitivity delight? Uh, based on your earlier role, I'm going to say no. Okay. Really? You made, you made the check to, you know, what do I know about deep one sort of thing? Yeah. Um, I look at Arthur and I say, I think we may have to fix this. Otherwise we're not getting off of this Island. So Arthur will go and I'm assuming it's like changing like a big light bulb, right? So he'll go over to where the, the shot out one is and, you know, kind of take it out and, uh, you know, kind of throw it on the ground and go to where the other replacement ones are and say, yeah, that's probably a good idea. I don't think we want to stay here any longer. The quicker we get this fixed, the better. So yeah, he'll, he'll start working on trying to get that light going again. All right. None of you guys have like, you know, any sort of repair skills, but just give me a, a grace roll and a, yeah, give me three. Okay. Um, also, as Arthur is doing doing the work or whatever, he surprises Arthur by patting him down. And if he finds one of those coins, he just throws it on the ground, and he's like, "This is what got your friend in the in trouble in the first place." So while I'm doing that, I rolled a three. So what is that? Is that a yes? But um, I got a four. So Arthur was hmm, 
So would the butt be him Maybe getting the, the coins? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was saying. So is it the butt on me getting the light going, or is it the butt that I can't stop Johnny from finding the coins on him kind of thing? You know what I mean? We get a yes butt. So you so you you do the thing. You you're able to swap. The okay, so that's out. done. Yeah. So my um, butt would be yeah. So I. I'm not able to, you know, shimmy away so he can't yeah, see that yeah. I have the coin. So yeah, so that makes perfect sense. And um I like so that. he'll so he'll look over and you know when um when Johnny does that, he'll say, uh, if that's the case, you seem to be a bit more of an expert than me on this. I know me being an expert, these coins are actually worth something, but if you're saying this is the reason George is where he's at now, then this is probably the better thing to do to leave him here. It ain't worth uh it ain't worth having these things trying to track me down uh just for a little bit of extra money. Yeah, he 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 gets this like almost like kind of mad look on his face when he when you're kinda like, Well, obviously these are a lot of money and he's just like, Who gives a shit? You we almost died because of it, you know, but he doesn't say anything. You're always gonna be on that grind. <laughs> <laughs> So we can, I mean, you can investigate further, you know, like you could go back through the whole house uh, or we could just sort of wrap it and I could tell you what you guys missed and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that sounds good. I think ending it on that is, yeah, this is what got your friend killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And me, and me saying, well, yeah, you always got to, you got to go get that bread somehow, so. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys had investigated the woods outside, past like where the, the all the the shower and all that shit was, mm -hmm. uh, Michael Turner was eviscerated in the woods. <laughs> oh, 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 nice. And that was that was Johnny's partner then, right? Yeah, yep. that was Johnny's yeah. partner. He was yeah. undercover as uh, a lighthouse attendant uh, to sort of monitor, you know, illegal trafficking uh, out outside mm -hmm. in the in the waterways there um so the so a ship crashed the night so so if you go back and you read through everything um if you go down back down one level to where the journal is for like the work mm -hmm. um you know like the fuck on like february 12th the light went out and this ship coming in with a shipment of gold from the south seas crashed outside um, where the lighthouse is. So all these gold coins started washing up on the beach. George happened to find them. He found one and then another and another. His journal is downstairs in the study. So if you had investigated the study, you would have found his journal. Um, there's a contact with uh, Arthur. Uh, so you would have recognized that. Like, oh, shit, he's talking about me. Um, so he's reached out trying to find um, someone to, to price these things, see if he could try to sell them. One of the person that he reached out to was the cultists, you know, who worship Dagon and, you know, in Innsmouth. So they sent the deep ones to go collect the coins because they don't want that stuff getting out. Um, he did get a letter back from someone who was like, yeah, I don't know what they're worth, but like Innsmouth isn't a bad, is a bad place. So like, don't go there. So then presumably like he wrote a letter to someone at Innsmouth and was like, Hey, I have these things. What are these worth? <laughs> so they came to, they came to get him, and Michael got caught up in it. Uh, there was a third lighthouse keeper who 
had seen things kind of like moving around or whatever over the last like two months as they were trying to collect the gold and shit out of the ship that was crashed. Um, when they realized that, that George had them, um, or, or that other things were going on. The third guy was like, that's it. I'm out of here. The deep ones got a hold of them. They tortured them. They found out that, you know, George had coins and then they were like, Oh, well, we're going to go in and get them. So you're, you're coming in on the aftermath of the deep ones coming in to claim what's rightfully theirs, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a demo scenario for call of Cthulhu. So it's meant to like show, you know, the mechanics for that and kind of like, you know, get everybody into it. I don't know if that was the, it's clearly not the best thing for core. Cause then it's just like a lot of, you know, so in, in call of Cthulhu, you'd be like, all right, well, you know, roll a spot hidden. So you roll, you know, try to roll under your skill. Well, for this, then, you know, you have to set a DL for everything, which typically is going to be, you know, somewhere between two and four, right? Like it's not impossible. Yeah. Um, so that seems kind of same, same, which I don't know that I love. Well, I think that the way of doing it in core gives you, so I think everybody's complaint about playing Call of Cthulhu is, is okay, spot hidden or, you know, research. If you fail, you're kind of stuck, right? Because that's the clue you need to move the scenario along. Mm -hmm. So at least if you do it with core, if there's a yes, but, and a no, and, you know, you can, you can get around that because that's everybody's yeah. always complain about Call of Cthulhu is right. Okay. Well, you've killed everything. You've done great on your, you know, all of your, on all of those kind of roles, but all, all the shit that you have, you know, deciphering this page or, finding this secret thing, if you fail those roles, you're kind of stuck, right? It, so at right. least with you do it with core, you know, if you're running it, you can say, okay, well, I really need the guys, or I really need them to to get this clue or find this out. I can weasel it in on a on a failed role with a bot, you know, that kind of thing. So you can you can kind of shoehorn in it a bit better because that's always everybody's complaint is yeah, we ran the scenario, but all those ancillary things that would have fleshed out the story or given some background, you failed all those roles. And your library use, no one made a friggin' library use, so you didn't get it. But at least with this, you can kind of, you know, you can kind of weasel it in a bit with those roles, you know, you, by doing it almost like an improv thing, you know, just, okay, well, you, you, you went to the library, it was closed, but, you know, the librarian was at the bar next door and you were talking to him kind of thing. You know, the, there's a way yeah, to kind of yeah. get that in. So that work, it works good with that, trying to get those extra clues in or building the narrative around it. Well, that, and that's, what's great about the dice is because you have that narrative style. So, it's, you know, Kurt says, well, you know, do I know anything about these deep ones? Like, I don't know. Let's, let's roll and find out. Cause if you get a yes end or, you know, a yes, then you do, yeah. you know, you may get a, a no, but you know, uh, it sounds familiar. Right. So like, the dice sort of inform the narrative. Yeah, and yeah. you know, it's not just a straight pass or fail, right? So, I, right. obviously, you know, in Call of Cthulhu, Sometimes it is. well, yeah, there's the extreme success and that kind of stuff. But you know, in Core, that does give you a bit of an option of, you know, there there is a failure, but you get something out of it, or there's a success, but you have a hindrance to that success. So, you know, that's that's the kind of cool thing about that. It's just not a binary yes or no, I failed, I succeeded kind of thing. So I think that's what's really cool about doing it this way is it gives you a bit more flexibility. Either the player's coming up with something 
or the person running it saying, this sounds kind of cool. This is the image I had of my character. Why don't we, you know, do this in? Because if we went by, you know, roles on any other thing, there's really no way to play that out. So it's mm-hmm. actually really cool to have that extra, that extra dynamic there. Yeah. The thing that seems to me that needs to be worked on is using um, shock and trauma, you know, with that narrative scale. So if you do fail a psyche check, I, I think it just goes straight to the shock table and see what happens. Because um, well, yeah, because in Cthulhu it is if you lose five, you know, whatever you know the the five and one go or twenty percent. Yeah, exactly. So I think for this, because obviously Arthur had three of them, right, and mm-hmm. it didn't have any kind of lasting effect. I and think none of them were in combat, really. Yeah, exactly. So if there's a way you tie that in, okay. So if you have that that shock, there, you know. I don't know if it's if you have one shock, you know, you need to get, you know, two shocks to get a trauma, you know, some kind of mechanic that way. But I think, you know, that's the way to do it is having that. Okay, well, if you've if you've seen some kind of weird monster and your buddy getting killed, that's going to have some kind of lasting effect. So maybe that triggers, you know, the trauma on the other end. So, oh, did you did any of you guys fail your your psyche checks with a no end? Because that would be trauma. the play, you know, maybe that's a way to do it on the dice is, you know, whether it's a, if, if it's a failure and a yes, but or no, and kind of thing yeah. that you play on that dynamic to tie that in instead of having a, you know, like a, you know, the sanity where you check them down, maybe it is leave it up to the dice. If yeah. you fail and there's an, and maybe that, and is a trauma, maybe it that's is, the it, trick to get that. That's written into the rules. And I, and I completely forgot. I think we had at least one, no, and on a psyche, um, and I just totally forgot. I mean, this is the first time I've run core and I'm not great at it at all. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was kind of rough. I was excited to run it. Cause I was like, Oh, this, this should be fine. And then it was like, Oh, I have I am completely out of my element right now. <laughs> but the cool thing about core though, is then it pushes a bit of that back on the players, right? Unless you, unless you're running it and you go in saying for every yes and or no, but I have these permutations. Yeah. Yeah. It leaves it up to the players, right? Like me. And it should, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I reached in to grab the bullet and I dropped one. You know, that it, it gives more the impetus back on the players. And I think that's a bit fun because then you can say, I have this idea. Whoever's running it says, well, no, my, I have this idea. And then you can decide which one makes mm-hmm. more narrative sense or which is more fun or which fits in. So that's the, that's the fun thing about core is, you know, you're not just sitting there saying, okay, I rolled – the DM rolled that, so I lose. And that, you know, it's not a, a straight up, you know, one-to-one kind of thing. There is a bit of that back and forth. And you can build a narrative a lot better with the core kind of thing. Yeah. You're not getting railroaded because it's not, well, the book says do this, then do that. You know, it's it does make it a bit more fun that you can be a bit more, you know, inventive when coming up with stuff. Yeah. And, and we had a ton of ties. Todd's messaging me and the thing. So, uh uh, a tie is always a yes, but so we never, I mean, it seems like, and again, like Todd handles all of that stuff. Right. So like if we're in combat, you know, we just started throwing out numbers and he's just like, yeah, it's this, this, this We're like, we don't ever really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, which makes it sort of weird then, you know, when, when, when then you have to engage with that side of the mechanics to be like, Oh, Shit, that means this, doesn't it? Oh, okay, right. Because it's a tie, it's a yes, 
It's a yes, but because you're you're hitting the number, right? Like it, it's the same as if you were attempting to, you know, hit a DL5 and you're all five, it's a yes, but. Well, if I'm trying to shoot you and you're trying to shoot me and we both roll five, we, you, you're trying to hit that number. So it's the number on the nose. So it's the yes, but makes complete sense. It's yeah, exactly. completely simple. But like <laughs> when you're not used to doing it, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, if you, and, and as you said, Todd always does it behind behind the screen. So you don't know. He just tells you. So, yeah. Well, and it's one of those things that, again, this is the first time you're doing you're running core. This is the first time you're running core Thulu. Like mm. it's going to be clanky because you're going to yeah, be like, yeah. okay, well, wait a minute. What do we do here? You know, but I still think it w- for a, you know, play, demo play test, whatever you want to call it. I still, it still went really well. Yeah. You know, the only times that it ever kind of got a little janky, I think is when we had those ties. Cause it was like, okay, well, how do we do the, butt? between the two people that yeah. you know it's happening against and i think that just comes with time and like and you said go ahead sorry go ahead i was gonna say we we started today with four players potentially <laughs> with two so like the nature of the thing sort of changed a little bit over the course of the day too because yeah well, you do know if we added more players, it would have went a lot longer. So yeah, we would have, we we would have had to have part part three or something like that, and like yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a good, this is a good system to do stuff like this for new players, right? Because if we were doing this in another system, that is a lot crunchier. Then it's looking stuff up and all that. So you know, if you're making it up on the fly on a different system, you're going to be way off of what the system says to do because you're just like, well, this feels like it works better. Mm-hmm. This one, okay, so we when there was a tie, we didn't do the yes, but we weren't that far off, right? We didn't completely go against what was expected. So I, you know, it it's more fun. I think this system's more fun for doing a one shot or a demo or you know, new people that hadn't done it before because there isn't all that crunchy stuff and you can play with it where there is a lot more of back and forth between everybody. Mm-hmm. You're not looking up, you know, resistance tables and all that kind of stuff where, so it is a lot, it's a lot, it, it moves a lot smoother on this or with this, with core than it would be for other things. The, the other, the other big difference too, is like you said in, in the mechanics as far as it being super, like call of Cthulhu being super crunchy. Um, core is meant to be run, you know, in in full bleed as it were right like you want to mine that psychic content like when you were like when we were on, on the boat and you're like oh yeah like he's super uncomfortable i was like oh that hates the water and then you're like oh he he fucking already sunk and i'm typing the todd in, in the on the other computer like oh he's gonna sink again here it is right like it's all fucking sunk but then like you get off the water and then it sort of leaves that sort of psychic content behind where and again for a one shot it's hard to pull like you know where does that bleed come from it's not like you guys weren't invested but like if kurt had played the uh the artist he'd come up with a life shaper for like oh he he drew a painting of something that like the painting looked back at him or something something along those lines if, if you investigated the study, there was a painting of a creature looking through the window mm. at the guy who painted it, which would have been a beautiful thing to pull on nice. and sort of like push that psychic content. Um, as it turns out, we needed the FBI agent for this to be survivable. Um, and, and it was like a one 
note sort of thing. Like you would have gotten information for that, but as it turns out, you guys didn't even do the study. So like, mm-hmm. had he actually played, you know, said, ah, fuck it, I'll just play and we'll see what happens. It, it wouldn't have come up at all. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or maybe it would have with a different, you know, character, maybe they would have been, you know, more interested in looking, you know, who knows, but yeah, you never know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's meant to run at, at like full bleed mode. Like if anybody that's listened to the Day Trippers game knows, like that's that's where the the meat of it is, right? Like it's not in like, hey, give me an awareness check or give me a perception check or give me, you know, give me this check. It, it's more about the story and the feeling and like, you know, how do you guys feel in the moment? The other thing that felt kind of weird is like, you know, again, like my my co my two corollaries, kind of as far as like the stress mechanic for aliens and then like you know, call of Cthulhu in general. It's like how often to call for a stress, you know, say a stressor, uh, um, a shock check, right? Cause it is, you know, like when you see the deep one for the first time, for sure. When you see the blood for sure, like I was trying to use the scenario for sort of like where they had keyed in for like make a sand check. But then I, I kind of feel like because you're trying to run it in full bleed, like, wow, you're in this fucked up situation. I think you should probably give me a check, right? Because like, how are you guys, and maybe I should have followed up with, and how are you guys feeling? Like what, what's going on in your head at the, at this moment when you see blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I think maybe it's because I haven't run core before. Like I'm trying to be cognizant of it, but you know, it's sort of like, well, I just called for Like I called for a check when you saw the bullets. And then like two seconds later, when you walk down the hall and see the blood, and I'm like, wow. I don't, maybe that's not, but like your friend is there and there's bullets in the floor and you can't find anybody. Like to me, that sounds like that would be a psyche check, right? Like, yeah. are you able to keep it together knowing what you know, you know, that your friend is here. So like, I think some of that's just like me as a GM trying to figure stuff out, maybe not necessarily indicative of how the, how Corthul runs, you know, in and of itself. I, yeah. I don't know if you guys agree, disagree. Yeah, I th- I think I agree with that, and I and I think one of the, one of the things with Cthulhu based games that people have to kind of remind themselves too is like, okay, we understand like this is a horror game, and you're playing these horror sequences, but sometimes you can't beat that to death too. You know, yeah. where I think some games, you know, like I listen to other podcasts where they play certain games and it's just like, roll this, roll this, roll this. You're fucked up. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, okay, give them a break a little bit. You know, <laughs> it doesn't have to be every single thing, you know, or so, you, have, you have to build the tension and then back it off and then build yeah. the tension and then back. Exactly. It. Like, there has to be that tension and recover yeah exactly that's what good thriller slash horror movies do you know it's not just non-stop blah 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 it's like after all it's like oh everything's kind of nice for a little bit but you know something is gonna happen down the way right right so and i i mean there there is a mechanic for like opposed like verbal sparring sort of thing so like early you know when when arthur's trying to lie about no no i'm all straight and narrow i feel like Typically in games, like we rolled more tonight probably than we've rolled in the last two months. Like, yeah, definitely. But but again, like just trying to suss out the system and sort of see, you know, how all the pieces fit together. It felt like it made sense, but it was, it it felt 
cumbersome almost because we typically don't roll anything ever. (laughs) (laughs) So it's weird to to do it. Again, it was a Call of Cthulhu scenario. If I was to, if we were to create characters and I was to create a scenario and we're like, you know, to put something together specifically that was more core based, I think the results would be different. But, But trying to, you know, shoehorn uh, a, you An know, existing. a Call of Cthulhu scenario into core maybe was a little bit more wonky than I expected it to be. You're going to fall back on what the original, you know, when you're trying to move one to the other. You, yeah. So that one had a lot more roles. So if you wrote something from scratch, you would take the core mechanics into consideration when you're writing it. So, but to me, it, it, it's, it didn't seem like there was, there weren't roles that, didn't need to be rolled and when there was dialogue instead of roles it seemed like it flowed because that made sense so I, it didn't feel like it was completely you know it was completely jarring oh why are we doing this why don't we just play it that way instead of that way so i mm-hmm. think it worked out really well so there was there was a lot more roles than we're used to doing but that's just because that's we all know each other and we tend to get away with not rolling but <laughs> I, I think it worked out really well considering you're taking from something that was already written for a different system of putting into that one. I think it worked out really good. All right, cool. I mean, you guys had fun. Oh yeah. Always. I mean, that that's the important thing. I mean, whether exactly. or not it works is, you know, yeah. kind of ancillary, but yeah. well, sometimes when things don't work, sometimes you have more fun cuz it's like, oh shit. This yeah. is a shit show. I'm along for the ride. But no, this is good. No, it was really fun. No, it was really good. All right, cool. Well, I, maybe I have to try to put something together next time, specifically with like the 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 theme of core in mind, yeah. and maybe try to pull more of a of a full bleed or uh, yeah, try to work on something that's that you know really kind of hits those notes better. But I think the fact that we've all played core before, it, you know, it it went better than if none of us had, right? So that's true. yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, we'll. Like, when what? we flagged up some stuff, it was just for notification of this is what this means. But you know, I mm-hmm. think it worked. Yeah, it went really well. Yeah, I, I just wonder if someone you know were to pick it up and and just roll with it, how easy that would be then. Um, oh, I think it'd be really easy. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm maybe not running like so. If nobody's run a game before, it may it may be a bit hard. But I mean, yeah. playing it, yeah, it's okay. You have a dice pool. You add onto there. And as long as you know that yes and no, but you know the the five four, you know how much you miss it by. As long as you know that, then it is really straightforward. So yeah, yeah. and you could play that at it as it's at its simplest. You don't have to. I think yeah. it's just like any kind of game, like whether it be RPG or board game or whatever. It's like you don't have to play all the rules at once. You could just learn the basics to get mm-hmm. used to it, and then. Once you're ready to move up to the next thing, then go yeah. for it. And this is a good system to do that because there's not 500 pages of a exactly. keeper's yeah. manual to do that. So. Yeah, and I think that's what Todd had in mind when he made it because he just he wanted it to be something easy to pick up, easy pick to up. play, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah. yeah Thanks, it, God. It, it's great as a player. Like it, It's so much fun and it's so easy to, to be a player in core. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit more artistry on the other end too. Cause uh, you know, I was, I was telling Kurt, you know, when Jesse wasn't able to make it and John had to pass, 
uh, I was talking to Todd about it and I was like, Oh, I'm down to two unless you want to run winky face. And then like, there's a long pause and he was like, well, that was me thinking about it. And I'm like, I mean, I would have you as a player, but I I'm terrified by that. Well, could you imagine like running that? with Oscar, right? So you've played games with Oscar and you're like, okay, let me run Cthulhu Invictus, and the guy who wrote it is going to play. That's going to be you – know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, the guy yeah. who created this is going to be a player, and I'm going to run it. Yeah, it's but also thought in your back of your mind. Yeah, but also I think you I think you also have to check your ego at the door too because these games are made for everybody to yeah. GM them. So it's like when you're, when you're a player – you sign off as the GM is there to lead you in the story. So like, I, I understand it. Like I would never do it. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'd be like Oscar here, let me run your game for you. And then you could be embarrassed by everything I do, but <laughs> it's still, you know, you, you have to realize that like everybody's different. So. And I yeah. guarantee you, if you talk to a lot of the, the people who've created games, right. It's like they're like, okay, well, no one ever wants to play with me because I created the game. It's like, I don't give a shit. I just want to play. I don't care how. I just want someone else to run it except me, right? So I'm sure there's times when Oscar, you know, Scott Glancy goes, someone just run a game. I just want to play. And everyone's too afraid to do it <laughs> because they're the ones that created it. But, yeah, yeah. They, they don't care what happens. They just want to roll dice and not have to, you know, be the person running it. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Todd Todd posted up in our in the chat that we have, and he says, "I love what Kurt is saying uh, about starting with the basics." When you were talking a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Uh, thank you guys. I know we we went up running all. I don't know if it's a lot later than I thought because I figured it would probably take us at least two and a half hours. It's we're we're like we're like is it gas or liquid? We we expand to fill the container we're in, right? So it, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I so there there's suggestions in the beginning of the scenario to like time things in a certain way and like apply pressure here or whatever. Like, but. You know, like for us, like I don't care really. We're not on any sort of a time frame other than yeah. like, you know, Kurt doesn't want to be up until two or whatever. Yeah, it's already, you know, it's already the next day, but hey, it's fine. Uh, you know, but but yeah, I mean, like we just sort of, you know, chew up the scenery. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could put that on a plaque because that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Make I think we're all we all know each other, right? And if that was a problem, it would be it would be brought up. So I don't think yeah. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. nobody really cares anyway. So. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make some street signs. I'm gonna send it to everybody. One's gonna be like chew up scenery, ham it up, uh <laughs> constant talk, you know, that kind of thing. Just put them behind me so we Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and really, like I said, in the thing it gave suggest like it had time blocks, like five to ten minutes in, it's this, you know, ten minutes to forty minutes in, like is this. And and if you know, if we wanted to shorten it up, I could have just applied the pressure right away and brought, you know, the deep ones in to you know, sort of push us to a conclusion. But yeah, like I, eh, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's like something I heard like a million times before. It's like you get you have to know your players. And obviously, like this is what we do. We're not we don't roll a lot of dice. It's more of just the, you know, the conversations we have and the stories that we make. And that's why we do it. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't get together and play, you know, because that's just all what we do. 
And there's not yep. that dead air, right? So if there was dead air in between us trying to decide something, then John could railroad it and say, okay, well, I'm going to do this because no one's coming up with anything. I think yeah. we're all good with yeah, yeah. being yeah. able to come up with something. And, and that's what expands a one-hour demo to three hours because we can <laughs> keep it moving. Yeah. If and we couldn't come up with something between the characters, then, yeah, then it would be, okay, well, let's go to this next section where yeah. these things come in. So Except for the fact that if that were to happen, then John would be like, is everybody okay? No one is talking right now. I'm so confused. <laughs> Todd's, Todd's posting the time frame issue is why he uses the story circle, which yeah. is what I do for the Aliens game, which we don't half the time follow because we just – sort of dick around until something happens. Mm -hmm. uh, it says, that way uh, it will get hairy when it's Act 3, no matter what. No idea what hairy will mean, but we'll figure it out when we get there. Yeah. Um, I Because we run, you know, more loosey-goosey than that, like, you know, we'll get through a session and, you know, do half of, you know, what was loosely planned. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, for us, it's fine. I mean, again, we if it was a problem, we'd have to adjust, and it's, and it's typically not. So just do what we do. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I, I want to thank you guys for, for sticking sticking around, for sticking it out, uh, for, for giving me some, some feedback on this. We'll definitely have to do it again. Um, for sure. Yeah, it was fun. I have to see how all these pieces fit together. Um, so I want to thank everybody else for checking it out. Um, thank Todd for for – co-writing for me in the background sort of a co-directorial you know give me tips over over here on the side if you enjoyed this which may be kind of weird because it was you know just sort of a me being a jackass but that's fine if you enjoy the content if you enjoy the core stuff that we do day trippers and stuff like that back todd's patreon uh todd created core uh the, the reason we have core thulu and world woodland association uh right i got it right this time no no i refuse to tell you what it is i'll God make damn. you figure it out eventually it's furry creatures that wrestle mm -hmm. it's the whole thing. exactly yep you the, got the, it the only reason we have any of this stuff is because todd created core so uh you know if you enjoy day trippers if you enjoy core back todd link in the show notes we have our patreon too eh, whatever we're gonna play games it's fine uh, we do have coffee for sale, though. Uh, a little bit of the money comes back to the show. If you order the Legendary Brew, it's a nice, easy-drinking medium roast. You guys hear me say it all the time. It's really good. Uh, I enjoy it. It has spoiled me for, for coffee from most places that I go. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I should probably just get a soda because it's that good. Like, it's just fantastic. So if you like coffee, if you have someone in your life that likes coffee – have them try out the 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 legendary brew. You can go to tinyurl.com forward slash legendary brew or click on the link in the show notes. If you use the code legends10, you're gonna get 10% off your order and shipping is always free. You could check out me over on Kurt's podcast as well. We play D D. Well, we play like every other Monday, but you know it releases when it releases. Uh Kurt's been running a really fun game of D, D over there we're reaching a, clim a climactic portion uh coming up here soon so we'll see what happens after that john is also a player in that game as well uh so please check out the mfg cast and uh thanks for checking it out and uh we'll catch you next time
This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.